At Alina Health, it's our mission to provide exceptional care, prevent illness, restore health, and provide comfort to all people in our community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole, with the WellCast. Keeping kids fit, active, and healthy are just a few of the benefits of participating in team sports, but it's no different for kids who aren't able to participate on school or community teams because of a physical disability, vision loss, or because they're on the autism spectrum. My guest today is Eric Larson. He's the supervisor in Sports and Recreation Department at the Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institute. Welcome to the show, Eric. So tell us about the Courage Kenny, what it has to offer for adaptive sports and recreation. Well, good morning. Absolutely. We have, for over 35 years, uh, our Courage Kenny has offered a, just a whole host of seasonal, uh, recreational, and competitive sports opportunities for, for kids and adults and folks of all ages that have a physical disability. And our goal really is uh, encouraging active living and encouraging participation and not allowing uh, a disability or a functional limitation to impede someone's participation in sport or their, uh, per- their activity of choice. So what are you doing with kids at Courage, Kenny, that, that gets them involved and makes them feel as if they're part of the team? Well, you know, essentially we provide a year-round opportunity, seasonal recreation and or sports opportunities. We provide uh, uh, high-level competition to uh, just come on out and try it. Uh, wheelchair sports are, are something our program has been known of for a number of years, and we've hosted national competitions, and we've sent teams to uh, super high-level uh, competitions and, and, uh, and won those. Uh, but we're also just really trying to get folks to realize that there is a, a super benefit to being active and not using their disability as a reason to sit on the sidelines. So uh, providing seasonal-based recreational opportunities for people to choose uh, how they um, – how they get involved in the community and participate in sport is really what our goal is. Are there some kids that that don't want to participate in team sports, that they're wanting to do individual things, and how do you work with those kids? Yeah, absolutely. Really, you know, the, a fundamental principle of, of leisure and recreation and in living independently is, is to be able to choose, and, and choice is, is, is sort of a, a cornerstone of recreation participation and or sport participation and so we want people to explore different sports and and or recreational opportunities we do that through one day events and specialized opportunities for people to uh to come out and try a piece of equipment so to speak whether it's a hand cycle you pedal with your hands or a ski that you sit down in uh, but we're we're really trying to meet people where they are, and uh, sometimes uh, you know an, an introductory or a discovery sort of activity turns into, hey, I'd like to get involved in a team, or I'd like to get involved in in this on a more regular basis. So, um, so whether it's team sports or recreational participation, we have the tools and the the uh, the expertise to get people uh, pointed in the direction of living an active lifestyle. Give us some examples of some kinds of adaptive sports that you work with kids on. Well, we have, uh, as far as our wheelchair sports program, we, we certainly have one of the most robust wheelchair basketball uh, programs in the country. Uh, we have a power wheelchair soccer program, uh, which is the game of soccer played uh, from a, a, a power wheelchair using a larger ball. We have a track and field program. We have archery. Uh, we have a competitive swimming program. Uh, downhill skiing is probably the hood ornament of our program. It is the one that's the largest and requires the most inputs and really gets people 
uh, exposed to something that a lot of cases people feel is a big barrier, and that's outdoor recreation participation in the winter here in Minnesota. So those are some examples, and we, we really have about 18 different weekly programs uh, for folks to choose from uh, throughout the year. It's supported by volunteers. We have volunteers that come from all aspects of the community that uh, contribute their time and expertise in order to remove those barriers to participation. I understand you even offer rock climbing now. Absolutely. Rock climbing is one of our newer uh, opportunities, and, and it certainly has, it can have a competitive aspect, but really there's a lot of just uh, uh, physical, functional uh, benefit to, to that activity, and it really is uh, less of a team sport and more of an individualized sport. And, of course, we want to provide those opportunities for people that don't want to be a part of a team to take part in, in something. And weekly, we typically offer that uh, six to eight weeks in the spring and in the fall and uh, working one-to-one with individuals. Uh, there's a group of kids that show up but then get splintered out into working with an individual that has uh, a lot of background in rock climbing that co- coaches them through uh, how to progress through the sport. So it's a great, exciting opportunity for, and, and more or less kids uh, at this point who uh, have uh, some of the children that are taking part are more ambulatory and, and have perhaps an autism spectrum diagnosis or, uh, you know, have some, some other physical disability. So, now, great program. Ad- adaptive sports can be quite expensive, as can any being on a team sport or any sport participation. For parents, it can be quite expensive, but I would think adaptive sports even a little bit more so. Do people have to provide their own equipment? You know, we that is one of the, the areas that we uh, work hard to uh, to remove that barrier to participation. Um, you, it, you are absolutely correct. Some of the equipment that we use is very specialized and very expensive, and we provide equipment. We provide the, the ne- uh, necessary adaptive equipment for people to take part in, whether it's a specialized ski or a bicycle that you pedal with your hands or... or um, you know, different modifications needed to to rock climb or to paddle a kayak. So, yes, we provide all the adaptive equipment necessary to take part. And sometimes people choose to, they they don't want to participate in the program, but they want to just borrow uh, through our equipment loan program a piece of equipment that they might uh, decide to, to go ahead and purchase on their own. But before doing so, they want to try some different pieces uh, to make an educated purchase. And uh, like you said, it's uh, many things, specialized wheelchairs that you might play on a court surface uh, are different than the chair that you would use uh, to, for primary mobility. So um, not everybody has it in, the, in, their, uh, in their budget to buy a second wheelchair to get it uh, to play in. So we make that happen. Eric, tell us a story about someone that's impacted you because what wonderful work you're doing. Give us a little hope. Tell us a story. You know, I have been a part of this industry for 22 years, and uh, I'm, I'm privileged and proud and honored to be a part of it. And, and uh, every day there are stories that either I or team members uh, get to share in. And so uh, a particular uh, instance, uh, oh, I guess it's been eight or nine years ago now, there was a, a, a father of, uh, of an individual who came to me uh, that said, you know, I coach hockey and my older son uh, is, is playing and my, uh, one of my younger sons has uh, spina bifida, unable to take part. And, uh, and and because of his physical disability, and we understand that you have uh, some specialized skates that you sit down in, and we'd like to we'd like to see if this might work for our son or daughter. That particular individual we helped out that day. I I made uh, that that skate available, 
And this uh, individual has gone on to uh, great uh, strides in his, uh, his hockey, sled hockey career and is now taking part in a, a, the Minnesota Wild sled hockey program. And we don't offer sled hockey per se, but we have skates available. We help reduce uh, a barrier to participation, not only for the individual, but for the family. And uh, not only is, is, uh, was, it a, was it something that happened immediately, the success, but they went on, he went on to compete at a, at a high level and still competes today. So, uh, but we have a number of those stories, and we try to get to people early. We want to set the tone at 5, 6, and 7, not waiting until they're 14, because people start to set patterns of behavior of active living early, and often, and if we can get to them and help them choose that path early, we're, we're more apt to see uh, engaged, uh, healthy, fit uh, teenagers. So that's, that, that, that's one story, but there are literally hundreds of them. How cool are you, and how can people find out more information about the Adaptive Sports Program? You know, I think the best way, I don't know how cool I am, but I try to <laughs> try to have a lot of fun in my life and in my work. But, I, I, you know, we're excited to be able to provide the work that we do. And alinahealth.org uh, backslash adaptive sports is a great way to find out programming that's happening in northeastern Minnesota, northwestern Wisconsin, in addition to our, our Twin Cities locations. So uh, that's, a, that's one way, probably the most effective way, certainly a phone call to myself, uh, 218-726-4762, extension 4, is another option. But uh, on, online is probably the, you can see all the different opportunities available there on our website. Thank you, Eric. It's such great information. We applaud all the great work you're doing. And for more information on adaptive sports through Alina, you can go to alinahealth.org slash adaptive sports and see all that they have to offer. You're listening to the Wellcast with Alina Health. You can go to alinahealth.org for more information. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.